I thought that we we are done now. I'm not made for startup because we had we had burned so much money. I had lost all confidence in myself that mm-hmm. we can even generate any profits or revenue. That was the worst point in my life. But when mm-hmm. I look at that today, I I have learned everything from that. How to create yes. models, how important profits are. I have learned everything from that. Hello and welcome to the Twenty Show, a podcast dedicated to the Twenty Somethings. Where we not only talk about our financial, physical, and mental well-being, but also question the bullshit rules of the society, so we can find our own truth and lead healthier, richer, and meaningful lives. My name is Vidhan Jain, and this podcast episode will be all about entrepreneurship and hustling. For anyone who's a business person or wants to be a businessman or an entrepreneur any time in life, you cannot skip a second of this episode. This will be an amazing podcast episode filled with valuable insights. Rajat and I talk about competing against giant firms like Paytm, how failures can carry the seed of self-reliance and success, the learnings that you will get in a startup versus in a big firm, bootstrapping versus seeking funding, how to start small and go big, why you should do a job before you start a business. the role of adaptability as a founder the last mover advantage and self education or formal education what's more suitable for you these were some topics that we'll be touching upon to name a few you'll find a lot more inside the episode if you happen to find yourself enjoying the podcast episode please go and hit the follow button to stay in loop for more exciting and valuable learnings coming your way every monday and If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts then please do leave a review for us because that really helps us become visible to other learners so let's straight up dive into the podcast episode hope you'll enjoy it Today's guest is Rajat Yadav Let me introduce you to him Beginning with his education Rajat graduated from IIT Madras in 2016 and unlike most people Rajat decided to go for entrepreneurship He has till date founded several startups and with his latest venture Entlen Rajat is helping budding entrepreneurs to take their skills and startup to the next level. Rajat doesn't just loves working, he also loves working out, which makes him a hardcore fitness enthusiast. Everyone watching this episode or listening to it, please give it up for Rajat Yadav. Welcome to the show brother. Thanks a lot, Vidhan. Thanks. Great introduction, yar. I, I must say, you've researched a lot, especially the fitness speak part. I don't put that <laughs> so much on my profile, but I, I, yeah, I, I did saw that. You're welcome. Yeah. Happy to have you here, Rajat. So, Rajat, same here, same here. I am curious to know that you start uh, just out of your graduation, you immediately chose yeah. to, you know, walk on the journey of entrepreneurship. Hmm. However, not a lot of people choose this journey. they most people yeah. take up the conventional route to success like getting a good job and then climbing yeah. up the corporate ladder now the yeah. question for me to you is you know most people we cannot do something different until and unless we perceive the world differently so yeah. how was the perception of yours about the world while you were in your teenage and then how did you reach the point where you started your first company okay so 
In fact, this is a question that a lot of uh, people ask me that, especially when you go to uh, uh, a college like IIT, and uh, you mm-hmm. people expect that you will get uh, not not even people you are very close on your relatives, your family. They expect that you get a high-paying job because that's what media has created a buzz, right? That IITs and all these premium colleges, IIMs, NITs, they get these high-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we got into when I got into IIT, so I had no such. Uh, like most people and most people certainly do not have that ambition that if they are getting into iit it's because they want to be a, a hardcore engineer they are doing it because it's a good college and they are prepared for engineering and let's go to the best college of the country right once you get there and uh, so, so once you get there the feel is amazing you feel like you are on the top of the world you are in the best college in the country you'll be having the topmost jobs and you'll be having all the freedom uh, like the news you'll be working all over the world and i i thought it would it would have been like that mm-hmm. and then came the uh, second year of my college the first year went uh, so went yeah, you were on the same year. boat as everyone while you, you were in your as first everyone. year all right correct as as everyone as everyone so then came the second year when we have to do internship in college and you get to know the corporate world a little bit more you get to start interacting with your seniors who are doing jobs and Mm-hmm. uh take fundays from for them from internship so that's when I, i and by the way i was doing my graduation in civil engineering so then at uh, my second year of uh, engineering i took uh, uh, an internship in a company called gaman india which is one of the top most civil engineering companies and uh, mm-hmm. when i went into there and uh, i saw that corporate environment that uh, what kind of a freedom there is and what kind of a work that you can do i was really disappointed Uh, okay now, it's, it's not because i'm i'm not telling because corporates are bad i i'm not at all against corporate jobs it's because i had imagined it to be something else i had imagined mm-hmm. that we were the top students and we ha- we'll have the freedom to do anything that we want we'll have the freedom mm-hmm. to implement our ideas in a project it was not like that it was typical typical corporate structure we'll have to sit down and whatever comes our way we'll have to sign it typical corporate structure right 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 yeah so that's when i realized that this is not uh something where i have freedom to implement what i really need to and mm-hmm. even uh, when i was doing civil engineering i i had a lot of creative ideas i was always always inclined towards implementing my ideas i mm-hmm. thought of uh, so when i did my internship i was really disappointed so at that point in time is when i started to get acquainted with the startup world i started mm-hmm. to get in touch with people who were into entrepreneurship my seniors and i was doing i was looking at what they were doing i was really happy because the the first thing that i saw about entrepreneurs was that they were impl- able to implement their idea right that okay. that was my first uh, perception mm-hmm. uh, so these so, were your seniors from your college itself these were my alumnus from my college seniors alumnus right. and a lot of people uh, were doing mm-hmm. startup with incubation center and till my second year i was not at all uh, into that I was mm-hmm. not aware of exactly what entrepreneurship is, but when I was mm-hmm. uh, when I did my internship, got the experience. That's when I started looking more into it, right? And I was already always interested in civil engineering. Not that I did not like civil engineering. So the mm-hmm. first company that I started was actually mm-hmm. a civil engineering startup. It was a design firm mm-hmm. called Innovate Design, and it was right after I did my internship because I felt like I couldn't implement what I wanted to do in that. Mm-hmm. So let me just try. So it was a design firm where we. Uh, so innovate all these innovate designs was the first firm that you founded was the first firm that i founded in the, in the second year of my college so it was That's nothing right. out of the box it was very simple it was just that i was good at uh, convert i was good at digital designing of structures 
Mm-hmm. So I found yes. a company that would convert the paper design into digital designing faster and with innovative mm-hmm. concepts. Mm-hmm. So that's how we started look for some team members and uh, from uh, different from architecture field and uh, we did a couple of projects but then I realized that this is not some this, this is not uh, two things this is not a startup right now mm-hmm. because I had there was no business model and we were doing mm-hmm. what a lot of other people were also doing. Hmm. and that was my first hint that was my first uh, experience with starting something and getting to know that what actually a business model is what hmm. do you mean hmm. by differentiating from the market right. and uh, that's when i got into the startup world and that's that's when from the second year my entire focus was on startups and uh, in the third year when we have to do a hard internship that is also uh, I, that also i did in one of the startups called geotag which actually later got acquired by ola So, okay geotag geotag and interesting part is that uh, in that same year of uh, uh, in the, i was still by the third year i was still not sure whether i should do a, a startup i should go into the startup or pursue higher studies so that i can okay. get a good job a better job so mm-hmm. in my third year i applied for uh, ms program in uh, uh, architecture from uh, mm-hmm. university of prague i got accepted mm-hmm. unluckily my visa got rejected and i was going 30 days late i was i was i was reaching 30 days late from when the program was starting they okay. rejected me and then oh. i had no option but to take up uh, the internship in a startup uh, mm. and for geotag and that's okay. when it kicked off because Ge- geotag was a proper startup a funded company where mm. you get to see how a startup works and right. since then yeah we have all i have always been into startups with the community and different friends as well that's how that's how the job part, the the the, uh, the enthusiasm to get a good job was gone and mm-hmm. the startup world began for me that's so nice so basically instead of liking the corporate exposure you instead preferred yeah. the exposure of a startup while you were working correct, at geota so internships correct, have helped you big time and have helped me big time have helped me big mm-hmm. time yeah definitely in in both uh, so so in both seeing what i like and seeing what i dislike also because the first mm-hmm. internship that i did exactly. so it's not like i i a lot of entrepreneurs what they do is they they perceive that corporate culture is bad you should not do jobs i'm i'm not at all against that if you like exactly. jobs do jobs these are great there are some great jobs out there and everything is right right i had a different perception about it and right. uh, i think my fault also that i had very high expectations and right from the start but that's how life goes right you Right. You, you do not know where you turn up. Hundred percent. So the number one lesson for everyone who's just starting out is that they experience, they expect something else. Like people, yes. you know, Rajat have a lot of uh, dreams that they make up yes. from the time they are children or something, from the time they are in their teenage, and then they have yes. their dreams like I want to be an engineer, I want to be an IIT, and I want to be. and uh, you know a upsc aspirant i want to do this but right. at the ground level they do not have the experience they just assume yeah. how it would feel like being that but they don't actually right. know how it would feel like experience experience yeah. and so when most right. people actually reach the point where what they dreamt of they, it's like a smoke screen mm. no they the moment they reach right. there there was nothing l- like what they imagined it to be and now Yeah. like it's been all their life most of their life chasing the dream 
and then there is this sort of feeling of emptiness so the number one learning sure. would be if you are trying to achieve something if you have a dream yeah. get an experience related to that dream get a hands on experience so you can actually Correct. decide that it's a practical dream or it's an impractical dream right true so especially if you see vidhan a lot of entrepreneurs these days they which is good also that they they mm-hmm. right from uh, when they graduate from the school and uh, from the colleges they mm-hmm. want to do a business they want to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to be a jo- they don't want to be in a job right mm-hmm. the, the primary reason is i don't want to be in a job because i don't hmm. i cannot work under someone else and when yeah. we ask, when i ask them why is that why have you even tried that tried mm-hmm. doing that exactly. like no i have heard it from people i have seen it so hmm. you should experience everything and then go for a particular thing and experience exactly. always makes you learn new things yeah 100% so like yeah. uh, i just after my co- i graduated from uh, shahid bhagat singh delhi university i got placed yep. into the royal bank of scotland so i always had yep. this you know dreamy feeling that i want to be working at a big mnc a big building you know the rotating I doors and everywhere yeah. so right. I, i luckily i was able to manifest that and my first mm. office was itself it was a, a big office it was it was a, an office i dreamt of going in and there i started working i got the corporate exposure after one and a half years i got all the learnings i could have from it and the corporate world actually disappointed me towards the end it got so monotonous i was not having enough freedom to you know be myself do things in my own way and there there were certain guidelines that even if your manager or your seniors understand that you should you could be liberated from it but they have their yeah. own you know uh, parameters and in which true. you need to operate so true, after true, that true. i realized that okay i'm now certain that i wanted yeah. to do business in my life but now yeah. i am sure yeah. that i want to do something of my own so that at is, least i have right. the creative freedom to fail yeah. and to learn yeah. and to just navigate my own part to fulfillment So correct correct that's true so you will anyways try uh, try what you like in life at some point or another always try mm. things which you dislike because that will give you a lot of right right, right right yeah 100% so this is yeah, like the confirmation bias like we try and keep doing things that we think we like and the same belief gets reinforced again and again but one cycle yeah exactly but people need to you yeah. know we need to try things that we believe that won't be as fun so like we can actually understand what was our assumption and what's reality correct true true awesome rajat so what was your uh, number one fear that resulted yeah. in success that actually yeah. changed the trajectory of your life or the apparent failure that looked like a mm. failure at the face of it but when the time mm. unfolded and you look back it was something that led you here what's your mm. biggest failure so, your favorite failure so so see one of my biggest fears which has always motivated me was that i was in one of the top colleges mm. and i was not taking up a job like most mm. of my peers so my parents knew that this was my friend he's getting a package of this x amount in this company and what am i doing mm. my mm. my relative knew that everyone knew that mm. 
that built up a lot of pressure and I, I, I in my mind i was like when i have just one more year i have just one year one and a half years to prove myself mm. if i cannot do it i'll have to take up a job i i'll sure. probably do it do a job so you have you have all these insecurities in mind right a lot mm-hmm. of friends are doing it so that was one of the fears that always drove me to do things faster mm-hmm. irrespective of whether i fail lose i i always try to do things faster because i wanted to uh, do something in that short span of time so mm-hmm. actually my first major startup that would say that that raised funding from investors was uh, zup zoop and okay. this was a digital payment startup uh, mm-hmm. this was i'm talking about the times of 2016 uh, which is uh, even 2015 we started in 2015 mm-hmm. which is uh, before demonetization happened and this digital okay. wave was still not that prevalent mm-hmm. and it was a digital payment company and we specialized in creating a digital payment ecosystem for close communities for example in college campuses so that students and the canteen owners they can uh, exchange messages push notifications and then pay digitally nice <coughs> nice and in close uh, 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 close community uh, housing colonies also and uh, any, any close community that we could find mm. and uh, uh, so this was our idea we started it in our college in 2015 and iits have a huge campus a lot of shops inside and yeah, yeah. like a residential campus inside a lot of shops yeah. luckily our idea gained traction Uh, hmm. we bootstrapped it my team members were from uh, hmm. my batch only from iit we hmm. bootstrapped it and it it, it picked up to 5000 uh, users in in about 2 uh, 3 months and that was good that's, enough that was good enough that's good us. enough actually yeah that yeah that that's that's good for us uh, to have uh, attracted investors hmm. so and we were to graduate in 2016 hmm. uh, so Uh, we started engaging with investors in 2015 and by 2016 we had uh, finally raised uh, a certain amount of funding which was angel funding for our startup mm-hmm. and then we finally decided that uh, okay now we have funding also we are a bit financially secured so let us leave mm-hmm. the job the i was uh, not into any job but the other founders actually had uh, ppos which are pre placement okay pre placement of good companies Yeah, so mm. one of my founders had a pre-placement offer from Goldman Sachs, which is considered oh, a holy grail. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but but a uh, good for a good of him that he left that, and because he was also interested in startup, and we uh, then nice. shifted to Hyderabad immediately after graduation and mm. based our office there. Hyderabad because our investors were from Hyderabad, and uh, we preferred to stay close to our investors. Okay. So we shifted to Hyderabad, started expanding there. so once you raise funding with an uh, when when the first funding and you are that young just out of college you become you you become the stud of your college right everyone oh, knows yes. it and you and and, and then you get this feeling that i can conquer the world man you have this fire that i'll i'll make this the next paytm now and you start oh, competing i can imagine that in your, yeah and in your mind in my mind i was competing against paytm i was not building my company i was trying to conquer the i was trying to conquer this payment space and be the biggest company in india so forget about business model now hmm. now, now now the business model is out of the picture i am competing against paytm so if paytm is giving a 10% offer uh, discount offer at a shop at which hmm. we were there you are giving a 20% offer so that student hmm. user if paytm hmm. was giving a 50% offer we are giving an 80% offer so that people use it So we mm. got into that volume game with Paytm, and that's mm. what uh, ruined us because we had no revenues. We were purely burning money. So okay. the revenue in such businesses, a commission from transaction, which is very mm. less, usually one percent, point five percent, 
and yeah. we were giving off discounts like 10%, 20%, even mm. 80% uh, to complete mm. the premium. And then by October, November or December, something like that, demonetization happened. Mm. And Paytm has huge pockets, right? We we mm. were no comp- no match for Paytm, no, no matter how much money mm. we had, mm. and they just burst out the scene. They just Hundred, burst out into the yeah. scene, giving giving discounts and wanted to be all over the place. And mm. that's when we realized, man, we have uh, we have shit it up real bad this time, and. Mm. Uh, uh, we had no money so all that funding we raised in may uh, may mm. of 2016 by december of 2016 we had almost close to 10000 bucks in our uh, bank bank account and we had a full team to pay salary off in january hey. so how big was the team we, uh, at that point in time we had a team of uh, i think 15 members 15 or 16 members at that point in time that that's significant and that's at least significant that that's that's significant and uh, uh, we were we were gone. Like we, we knew that this this won't work. Even if we raise mm. another round of funding, mm. this is not something that we can complete. We'll have to keep mm. raising funding, and we cannot mm. complete with Paytm in terms of money. Yes. So yes. we are out of the picture here. Mm. Yeah. So at that point in time, uh, we had to take the hard decision that okay, now we'll have to close this down. It's not going to work. And uh, mm. at that point in time, the founders parted ways. So hmm. the other two founders they uh, went on in their lives to do something else because this was not working. Uh, yep. That's when I decided that let me try one more time, just pivot the model uh, hmm. and see if that works. And I had one more idea in my mind of P2P lending, hmm. and uh, and that was because one of our one of the companies in our building was doing that. So hmm. uh, P2P building is P2P building is what payments to payments P2P, uh, P2P lending peer to peer lending. So peer to peer lending. Simple concept. Peer to peer okay. lending. So people who have uh, access access cash, uh, mm. they come to us, and then mm. borrowers who need cash, they come to us. Mm. We take certain parameters from borrowers, for example, their mm. bank statement and whatever you want to. Mm. We credit analyze them, and if we see that this person is good, is credit worthy, we assign him a credit limit, and mm. then we transfer this investor's money to that borrower at certain interest. Right. Mm. So we act as a middleman. We mm. help in credit analyzing the borrowers. We ensure that he is giving money to a safe person. Mm. We also ensure that uh, the money is collected on time, and then we pass it on to the uh, investor uh, mm. at a certain interest, and we keep a part of that interest. Okay, and the interest and rate would time, be higher than the market interest, or would be lower than the normal interest of the bank. The interest rates are higher than the market interest because right. we uh, P2P lending are usually short uh, mm. ticket size loans, which banks do right. not give. And these mm-hmm. are instant loans. You apply, and uh, the credit worthy, the credit engine works, and you get a loans in minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So the interest rate is usually high. Mm-hmm. And P two P lending was very new in India at that time. In China, uh, in US, it had lasted off big time. Mm-hmm. In India, it was very new. So mm-hmm. we started it in 2017 as mm-hmm. uh, as a pivoted business model, mm-hmm. and uh, then luckily uh, it. Started gaining traction. We had built a very good credit engine, and it started gaining traction. In, and then, just next two years, uh, two years, we were the second largest P2P lending company in India in just two years. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So, all this story because the question was that what was my biggest failure? So that Zook hmm. till, till till the point Zook failed. That yeah. I, I thought that we we are done now. I'm not made for startup because we had we had burned so much money. I had lost all confidence in myself. That hmm. we can even generate any profits or revenue. That was the worst point in my life. But when hmm. I look at that today, I I have learned everything from that. How to create yeah. models, how important profits are. I have learned everything from that. Hmm. 
in fact that is one part that i won't i, I won't erase from my life i would want to do z2p differently if i want to if i go back in time but i won't hmm. do zoop differently in which i fail 100 reason that's so important that was such an important uh, such a significant learning for you and yeah, that nice. brings a lot yeah. of questions that i have to ask from you and sure. so i would uh, start up with how did you manage how did you scale your startup to the point yeah. that you mentioned yeah. that investors started to you know uh, get interested in your startup hmm. how does this okay. happen how does uh, an investor start noticing some startup that's going around okay so uh, investors uh, and i'll specifically talk about angel investors because the first hmm. round is the hardest once you crack yeah. that first round then subsequent hmm. rounds becomes easier as you go forward hmm. uh so uh, as and so i have been on both sides of the table with them so hmm. recently i have started angel investing i have been on both sides of the table and hmm. now i know that usually when usually angel investors they are not very uh, knowledgeable about business models if i am an angel investor i am hmm. not the person who is going to run the business i don't know what that business usually looks like into the inside i know the outside of it i know hmm. how the market fluctuates i do not know how it functions that's mm-hmm. the duty of the founder so right. the more the founder makes that investor comfortable that mm-hmm. this business model can work the the more the chances are that the investor will invest in you so some of mm-hmm. the obvious ways of doing it is number one is you build traction traction is something mm-hmm. which is which cannot be ignored if there mm-hmm. are people who are using your services they are paying for you which mm-hmm. means that you established a business model Yep. So no matter if the investor does not know the market, if he's hmm. seeing that people are using you, even so, for example, if, even if I don't know how Paytm works, I see that millions of people are using it. I'll invest in it, right? Hmm. It's the same thing. Hmm. Then what the investor looks at is uh, looks at it is the founding team. How good is the founding team? Because in any startup, problems are going to come. Uh, investors know that there there will be trouble times, and that. uh the point where the founders efficiency and their wit will be important of how they take the company through that time uh, mm-hmm. how they help the company raise more funds how smart are the founders even mm, as little things is how 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 good can they present it to me because they'll have to present it to the next investors also in the next mm-hmm. round mm-hmm. so uh, these so business model comes to the investor business model investors absolutely look at the business model but for me it comes third first mm-hmm. i believe in the traction Uh, i believe in the founding team if those two are good i am sort of satisfied that okay the business model will be 50% 50% chances are more than 50% that it will be good and when i look mm. into it then it depends on me if i want to pursue that business model or not so right. the more you make the investor comfortable uh, yeah. because he does not know the market he does not know what you plan what your startup is mm-hmm. and you have to make him comfortable through some parameters right mm. so these these are the things what would be these parameters are huh? So these parameters. One of them is traction. Then your mm-hmm. founding team. Uh, your founding team should have. So if you have a technology, we had a technology startup. So we had a very good tech person as our co-founder. So the investor mm-hmm. was confident that okay, even if we okay. can't hire team members, mm-hmm. our product won't stop. Right? That's yeah. important. Uh, yeah. Then having a good business model is also important. That mm-hmm. the investor sees that okay, this is something which can scale or which mm-hmm. can attract further investors. Like mm-hmm. these are the things which investors look for. Yes, and like you mentioned, the first important point is how smart or how capable are the founders. The second is the right. amount of traction that their existing business is already gaining, and then comes right. the business model. 
so business model is not a priority because primarily business model is something that can be pivoted along the way small that can change, be pivoted that can be changed exactly. yeah right yeah in in fact if you see any big company it's, it's hmm. their business model has to today what you see them is not what they started for if you see facebook hmm. snapdeal flipkart exactly. it was all different business models right exactly the founders are smart they can do anything right so, so that's it's all about be, being adaptive along the way being able to pivot Correct. and not being rigid in the belief that no it has to work i have thought it out it is yeah. something that is supposed to work right so uh, pivoting Correct. along Correct. the Correct. way is very important 100% so, so in fact then you just yeah please you just yeah you you bought a very good word called rigid uh, hmm. a lot of founders are rigid on their ideas hmm. we were rigid in our ideas so our hmm. investors are very good very friendly lucky for us Uh, that when we were failing, we could see we as founders we could see we were failing. The investors could see we were failing, and the investors mm-hmm. were trying to tell us that you have mm-hmm. to pivot it. It's not going to work. You are going to burn all this money. Right. But we were like very rigid that no, we are oh. going to make it work. This is our our baby. When that baby comes, right. when that baby word comes in, the rigidity mm-hmm. comes in. Finally, mm-hmm. I am going to make it go anyhow. We have to be adaptive. Luckily, mm-hmm. it worked for. us that we were able to pivot the model even after hmm. that but not for everyone right so you have to be adaptive that's a, that's a very good right. point that you brought tum kaun ho to mujhe batane wale we know better we know better right we are the right. founders Yeah. So uh, th- this was uh, there were two important things that happened along the journey of your life uh, where both the times your beliefs were shaken and then broken and then new beliefs yeah. were formed the first was yeah. uh, when you thought of the corporate exposure as something very dreamy something very you know uh, societal respect and things like that and then you yeah. along your startup you thought that uh, this is some this is going to be big everyone's loving it but then Correct. you had the super humongous believe in yourself but then that Correct. also got down and it got shattered yeah. yeah 100% so yeah uh you got the funding you yeah. found your investors you they mm. those investors found you people you, you were three guys at that startup right you were three co-founders yes yeah and then uh, you guys were smart uh, your your business was seeing traction your business model also appeared nice and uh, then somehow it did not work i'll come to yeah. how you were able to exit the startup and yeah. you know compensate yeah. everything among the investors and yourselves but before that yeah. i would want to know before yeah. you exited the startup tell me how hmm. different was your startup idea your business model from that of paytms what was the major difference that could have you know hmm. uh, competed against the giant mamad the paytm was got it so uh, what we thought was that we uh, paytm was better than us we knew that paytm was better than us in okay. all aspects we cannot co- compete in that they were way older than us so okay. what we thought was that in a closed community mm-hmm. uh, like say for example in our campus there were close mm-hmm. to 10000 students and there were 15 shops uh, in campus which included grocery shops and a fruit shop and uh, multiple canteens where people go and pay mm-hmm. and what happens was that for example there's a night canteen and students mm-hmm. usually the night canteen has different menus daily depending on what is freshly available and it's not fixed so usually uh, these canteen walas they need to communicate to people every day that today this is there in the night canteen but the only way before our company came was that when the student went there and hmm. saw the menu they would know that okay this is there so we okay. thought that this is 
something where communication between uh, the buyer and the seller only within a closed community is something that we can solve right. so what we did was we created uh, something called clusters in mm. uh, in our uh, system and these clusters were areas with a radi- with radiuses of kilometer circular clusters okay okay for example our campus had a had a cluster of say 15 kilometers which means that our campus plus any shops in the radius of of 16 uh, kilometers 5 kilometers okay for right out outside our campus like minus mm-hmm. our campus so mm-hmm. usually outside the campus you'd see a lot of eateries come come up uh, where mm-hmm. students go and all these things right so we gave them an avenue that now you can promote your products to these students so for mm-hmm. example today you have this different biryani in your menu just mm-hmm. push a notification and the students will know that okay this person has this biryani today let's let's mm-hmm. go there and they can pay also through that mm-hmm. if if you want if you have a new product and you want certain discounts that you want so for example if you have started a new uh, menu or you want a discount on a certain item that is not selling today hmm. so they used to just post notification at 10 pm because the food was not finished to students that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. come and eat all of this there's a 40% discount on uh, this right, students right. used to rush at 10:30 pm and have all mm-hmm. that right so this was a funda that within closed communities we create an ecosystem where these can communicate and mm-hmm. then payments can happen mm-hmm. the problem happened was that communication had no revenue model Okay. That communication, we we couldn't monetize that communication, and the monetization of payments was not significant. It was we, yeah. we could barely make a cut of 0.5 percent mm-hmm. uh, per transaction, mm-hmm. which was way lower than what we were spending. So the mm-hmm. revenue model never worked out, and we were not able to monetize those communications uh, okay. between the buyers and the sellers. And what were your uh, mod- business model wherein uh, you were to generate revenue? What was it out? Were you planning to put in ads at a later date? or were you how were you trying to monetize it so we were not trying we we actually did try ads also never was in our plan but you know in desperate times when you mm-hmm. uh, never know what what to do and you, you know that it is failing and you try everything else we started putting ads and mm-hmm. uh, we we tried everything else but our major uh, thing was that somehow we scale up uh, mm-hmm. so fast so big mm-hmm. that this 0.5% also so 0.5% of 1 lakh is not very big right but yeah. 0.5% of 500 crores is a huge mm. amount so that's a... what paytm is doing paytm is paying the scale mm. game they have huge mm. payments volume mm. and as the payments volume increase the cost per payment decreases and, yeah. and the revenues become significant because the volume increases mm. we couldn't scale up to that le- level because mm. we hadn't imagined that it would require so much money to burn to go mm. to that level to complete yeah. the paytm and we couldn't have done it even if we would have Had say ten times the money that we had because Paytm mm. was a mammoth by then till the time mm. monetization happened. Yeah. yeah. So this uh, brings me to the question. Then we will discuss how you know phone pay competed against Paytm, and then yeah. they were able to you know crush Paytm at the amount Correct. of uh, you know the percentage of people who were UPI in the payments. Yeah. So yeah. uh, we'll Correct. come back to that. because that's a case study that i absolutely love of a uh, of a firm that starting out and competing against a mammoth and then as well taking yeah. a major share of that mammoth into their business model so before that hmm. please tell us like uh, while you were exiting the startup what was the communication hmm. like between you and the investors and what were the yeah. stake distribution uh, hmm. what was it like correct so 
uh, roughly what i would say is that uh, whatever our company was in uh, 20 uh, something around 25% belonged to the investor hmm. okay. uh, at the point in time when we were when we were failing right hmm. uh, so when we were failing we had uh, two options uh, that hmm. we shut down this company and start a new company with the pivoted model and start it afresh with 100% hmm. equity with the founder but then uh, just the a moment that, i'm sorry to uh, sorry to disturb you rajat what was the yeah. you know valuation that your company had for which they took yeah, 25% okay. stakes what was the initial valuation so at, at at that point in time when we were uh, so i'm talking about december 2016 when we were failing the valuation yeah. was close to 10 cr 10 mm. crore that was mm. the valuation of our company mm. and uh, so when we were failing 25% of that belonged to the investors and the rest mm. of us uh, rest of okay. it was by, by valuation by december on paper it had 10 cr but we know we had almost zero valuation there was no cash flow yeah. right? there was no cash yeah. but that's how it worked so uh, that's uh, the future to, the valuation of the firm based on the how relevant it is in the future or how much potential it has right that that's a valuation based on founders concept so i have okay. the, the first valuation is in sort of insignificant right you mm-hmm. i can okay. i can on, on paper i can even to take it to 50 crores but then investors mm. will uh, uh, oppose it but why is it 50 crores it should be 20 crores you won't put mm. money if it's 50 crores so you mm. play a game with the investors this negotiation game and bring okay. it to a level where you feel that okay this is good enough for both of us right. so it's, right. it's basically has no math it, it has no math till the time you have revenue mm. so uh, when we failed uh, again we had two options that either to shut down the company and if we shut down the company so it was an equity based investment so you won't need to compensate anyone mm. uh, on an equity based investment and we start a new company with 100% and start up fresh but then okay. uh, since we were i was uh, the first these were my first investors in the market these were my first investors ever uh, mm. that i have ever got so i did not want it uh, i did not want that uh, uh, my reputation as a founder in the market that turns up because if i would mm. have just shut down the company Hmm. I would never have been able to go back to these investors plus hmm. any investors that these investors were in touch with. Right. If I would 100%. have gone to them, I would hmm. have to tell them that this was my last company. Hmm. They would know that these were the investors. Hmm. They would consult them and they would Consulting. tell them and these guys just Yeah. Once uh, the reputation goes down, down, then it becomes really hard. Correct, correct. So what we decided was that we did not change the company. We kept the company same, the same structure as it was hmm. as previous. We pivoted the business model. and then we started continued along so the investors okay. still had the equity in the new company the same equity that they had in the old uh, product they had it in the newer product also hmm. yeah so that so that was like uh, our way of telling them that you have helped us and we are we are thankful for that for we are thankful for it and, and yeah and here's another chance yeah there's another chance let us and do not put money you have the same equity i am not asking right. for money just have the same equity and we'll try again right yeah Okay so that's how you were able to exit and then you actually were able to establish the same relation continue with the same relation again and this new venture correct. was Z2P uh, Z2P correct mm-hmm. correct a lot of people till date ask me that why did i do that why did i give that 25% to investors i could have had a higher percentage in that to mm-hmm. be and when it got acquired i would have even higher percentage right 25 mm-hmm. is a big percentage exactly. but then i am always happy that i gave it to them because now i can go to them for investment in antlin now i can go to them mm-hmm. for investment in any other any of our future startups right mm-hmm. i can partner with them for investment i have done that for uh, mm-hmm. it has built a great relationship 
so in businesses relationships are always more important than short term profits 100% i completely agree yeah. to that so yeah. rajat uh, you uh, also mentioned that you've also tried being an investor you have been an mm-hmm. angel investor to a Correct. lot of to few Correct. startups uh, so Correct. what is the minimum amount that you should be having to become an angel investor mm-hmm. okay so uh, first thing i would i would want to clarify is that i have failed badly in angel investment i i thought it would have been it would be an easy game okay. but it is not an easy game it is not mm-hmm. something that you should do if you are expecting uh, returns in the short term it takes mm-hmm. 5 even 10 years for your money to come back mm-hmm. to you till the time startup exits right mm-hmm. uh, so sometimes it can happen early sometimes it can happen fast but you'll have to put in a lot of money so mm-hmm. First, say you can be an angel investor even when say you have five or ten lakhs of rupees. You can invest hmm. it in any with an another investor and come in and uh, invest, be an angel in a uh, startup. Depends on you. A lot hmm. of startups raise five lakhs also. There is fifty lakhs also. There is one CR also, hmm. right? So, but I would say that to become an angel investor, you should not do angel investing from the fund that you hmm. could use in the short term. You sh- mm-hmm. if you have excess cash that you know that it mm-hmm. won't be useful for me for the next 10 years and it will just mm-hmm. lie in my bank mm-hmm. account let me just try it out in a startup uh, mm-hmm. startup then you should do it and then also the success rate is pretty low in terms of success. so usually when investors invest in 10 startups one of them succeeds and then it covers for the loss of those 10 plus generations exactly exactly and they right. know yeah. the probability of it any which ways that at least uh, three out of the uh, 10 startups that i am doing only maximum Correct. three startups would be able to succeed but we are betting Correct. on these startups that if they succeed they would be so dramatic increase in it that it would cover right. all other expenses of theirs all, all other all other losses of the other startups right, right so right. i th- i thought that i am i am someone i am a first hand entrepreneur and i understand business models and i can select those startups that can succeed Mm-hmm. I did my best, selected those startups that can succeed, but you know things go go bad like this, and you you do yeah. not know as in now I am not the founder. I mm-hmm. cannot. I I can think that they should do it like this. I can mm-hmm. cons- I I can tell it to them. I can advise them, but mm-hmm. I cannot force it on them. Right? right. It's, it's up to them how they do it, and they do it better also. They sometimes right, right, hundred percent. Uh, not the founder's fault, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of my angel investments that I have did not not many. I did four. I have did five till now, and all of them have failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that. Actually, gave rise to Antlin because then I realized mm-hmm. that I am not right now at the stage of angel investment. Mm-hmm. I can incubate startups. I can help them put them on the right track and then mm-hmm. connect them with investors who have uh, a lot of excess cash. I can refine mm-hmm. their models. I can make sure they are they they generate profits soon, uh, mm-hmm. and they have a good team in place. They have a good product. Mm-hmm. They have a good MVP. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm I actually realized after angel investing that I'm not good at investing. I'm good at directing. Hmm. So, so that's how the idea of incubation came. In. That's such a sweet story of having learned from a lot of failures and adapting with yeah. them really well, rather than self sabotaging right. yourself. You learned what yeah. what was what was the thing that I did wrong, and what was right. the thing that I did right. You are gathering yeah. your strengths from every other failure, and then you're leveraging right. your strengths for your next venture, and that's such a great. way to you know navig- to be navigating life with the failures yeah and 100% right. so uh you 
do you uh, like self educate yourself right now do you believe in self education more or do you believe in yes. formal education more now i believe in i believe in learning in mm-hmm. whatever way that happens i believe in learning so uh, i'm not against i'm not very against formal education if you can learn there some people mm-hmm. learn great at formal education or mm-hmm. courses and i really appreciate that mm-hmm. so but you should keep learning learning should never stop So mm-hmm. I have been learning for I I still do courses on Coursera. I want I wanted mm-hmm. to learn coding languages. I still learned mm-hmm. them. I wanted to learn data yeah. science. In fact, uh, a few days back I was talking to my friends that once this uh, startup, uh, the current startup that I am I am in, uh, we exit from it. I want to do a PhD uh, in data science. Uh, I want to take a break of one year from startups and then do a PhD for one or two years. We were planning that up with one of my mm-hmm. friends. So learning is something that I cherish. I enjoy learning more. Okay. Because at some point of time, I start we start feeling stagnated. That okay, we are we are doing this for a long time, man. Even even with my startup, I get mm. you get bored after doing the same thing and scaling and scaling and scaling and scaling. You okay. get that self stagnation feeling. Learning helps to motivate, keep you motivated. Right. So, what yeah. has been your uh, most worthwhile investment? Or your best investment? It could be anything—the investment of your time, investment of your money, mm. investment of your energy. Yeah, I would say that all of my investments have been—I have like—if you if you see monetarily, they have been some of them have been good, some of them have been mm. bad. But if you see as from if you see it from a learning perspective, I I think everything has been good and taught mm. me something. right for example these angel investments that i lost it it led to the uh, bringing about it led to bringing up of antlin right? mm-hmm. so first right now like at this point i cannot imagine of that one single uh, thing that i feel that i did mm-hmm. extremely good and extremely right uh, at a point but uh, yeah that's 100% so i get you i get you it's hard yeah. to you know since you all these failures also were disguised as failures and something bad but they turned out to be such good blessings and so it. it's such a uh, ambiguous to see back and then find out which yeah. was actually the best investment the best blessing yeah that pinpointing becomes hard yeah 100% so Uh, you're right that it depends on people whether they would want to go for form- formal education or self education like uh, what yeah. i personally believe is that some people are not as self motivated as some other people are if right. if you are the True. kind of person who needs a an environment who needs to look at True. everyone around thriving then you need to right. go and chase formal education through good institutes where you could get the proper surroundings and you would just right. automatically be able to flow through as as the environment is however that if you're is, someone who can be self motivated who can find the learnings that they need who can be inspired from the failures and then identify your strengths then leverage it and things yeah. like that then you can as well self educate yourself you can constantly learn from okay. everything that because is. you are self motivated and then again yeah. it's about not being rigid constantly mm. adapting and uh, in that sense self education triumphs over the formal education if you have this personality right. otherwise formal right. education is self motivation to learn yeah exactly right do you believe the same yeah. 
I believe absolutely. I'm I'm aligned with you on this vision that if you mm-hmm. are self motivated, yeah, then actually, if you go away from formal education, you can learn much more. Right, you can learn a lot more efficiently. But if you are not mm. self motivated, which is okay, then mm. you begin with formal education, and ho- hopefully, with time, you become self motivated. Mm. I was not self motivated when I started. I was never a self motivated yes. person. I always needed, I always needed a coaching to study. I always needed a college, a classroom to study. Mm-hmm. But it slowly developed in me. So mm. that's that's how it goes. Definitely. So like. failures yeah. would be the most trigger points where we would when we failures are the points like then we get, go through a dip all by on mm. our own and then we have to right. step back we have to rise on our own self and that's when right. we start to realize that okay i am enough and i can yeah. do this whatever happens to me yeah. i'm able to stand back right. but uh, yeah. when we go through a dip we cannot just uh, go around thinking of the support system to just pick it up pick us up the first two times we fall people won't clap if we don't get back up but once we fall and start getting back up people would just clap and encourage us so the next falls Got would be much easier going the way Got right correct true so one more thing about failure since we are discussing so if you see on social media a lot of people they they tell you that you should not feel bad at failures you should feel good mm. that you have failed right mm. and i have always tried to understand that how do you feel good when you fail right exactly. how can i feel good when i fail and mm. you can actually never feel as a human you never can mm. feel good when you fail right mm. even when i failed at my angel investment i i felt miserable i was like i did not do anything for two weeks and i was like i'm i don't don't know anything and i'm mm. not even capable of running my business and that mm. that was the end. so you definitely will feel bad it eventually comes down to you have to move forward mm. so you either keep feeling bad or you just put a full stop there take learnings and move forward so you will mm. feel bad don't normalize that feeling uh, uh, don't don't uh, evilize that feeling bad thing Mm. So it's okay to feel bad when you fail. You will feel bad when you fail. Exactly. But you'll have to eventually go ahead, right? A lot 100%. of people they think that you should feel good when you fail, and uh, that's that's the wrong way of doing it. Right. That's the wrong way of putting out the message. What's putting the right the way? Is uh, like failures suck. Failures suck, dude. Failures definitely suck, and that's the beautiful. Correct. That's the most beautiful part about it. That they suck, Correct. and that's why we Correct. become afraid of failing. That's why we hate failing, and that's why we succeed Correct. because we don't yeah. like to go through the pain of failure. But f- yeah. uh, feeling good about failure can only come when we, you know, take our learnings. We realize where the trajectory needs to be changed. and then we change Correct. ourselves and then we Correct. are able to overcome the failure the dip that we had gone through and with the unfolding True. of time then when we look yeah. back at the failure it does not feel bad and that's then when we can true. feel good about it right correct true true that's that's the exact point yeah exactly so i i yeah. also look out onto the internet and i feel absolutely the same way that you're saying that people are not putting out the right message into the right way Correct. and because of it people might you know get the uh, not get the right message that maybe they yeah. wanted to put out but they are yeah. not communicating effectively to the other end of people yeah true on yeah So Rajat, uh, you we talk, we just talked about self education. I love yeah. reading books. They have helped me tremendously in my life to you know go yeah. beyond every point I feel stuck at. 
So, yeah. are you into reading books? I am now. So I I hated reading books uh, about okay. three four years back when I just started. Okay. I I I have I hadn't read any book around three four years back. But mm-hmm. since when I've started reading, mm-hmm. I've always been reading one book, some book at some point in time. So mm-hmm. books have been uh, books have made a have brought a lot of impact in my life in terms of learnings, in terms of uh, seeing the perception of the writer and uh, exactly the person that he's writing about. So yes books are an important part of of my learning process yes so books you know each book with each so like we are just discussing about non fiction books right yeah so with each book like our perception completely changes the perception of the way we see the world it changes with right. each book and the paradigm yeah. shift is brought about every time we complete a book and like reading every new thing i feel like why didn't somebody not tell this to me before and why did i not before. know about this it gives it, a dopamine it, kick in itself that wow i yeah. i'm empowering myself and i'm learning something got new it. and so what would got your it. best three books be the three books that have had the most influence on in you okay so when someone asks me the best three books you always i always i always have this three books in mind that i like but when someone specifically asks me you always get this uh, i i can but, uh, uh, imagine that yeah let me let me just think through it so uh, uh, the first place will go to uh, the book called what you do is who you are by ben okay. horowitz okay and uh, it traditionally depicts that it does not matter what you think what you actually mm-hmm. do is mm. what you are perceived and what you actually are your actions mm. should reflect your uh, mm. mind uh, the second book uh, that i would prefer is uh, though this book had a lot of negative impact in my life was is steve jobs biography this was okay. the first book that i have ever read in my life and that was just before i was doing zoop mm. and uh, i'll tell you why it ha- had a negative impact but i would ask people to read it just to know that how not to manage people uh, mm-hmm. how 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 things can go bad mm-hmm. uh, the third book uh, i would say is uh, i really like the subtle art of not giving up not giving up i, I really like yeah i really like mm-hmm. that book so mm-hmm. i i think these three are the books which i really like so i i i like a lot of books related to human history and how yeah. humans have progressed yeah you will know right, harari but these three uh, yeah you know what are these great books by 100% great books are yeah yeah so like uh, sapiens was the first book that i read of uh, yuval noah harari and then there is homo deus okay. have you read homo deus i have yeah i have read homo deus also homo deus is just so, two months back yeah it's so amazing right. isn't it like it tells you about how it goes in the how future and exactly yeah. i have better, a podcast better. recorded on it and i'll be you know okay. uh, putting it out into the internet i wasn't sure that whether or not if a lot of people are interested in the concepts of evolution where we have come from mm. and where our species is headed in the future but is, i believe people is. are people are interested in people are yeah, people are interested yeah, yeah. true 100% put that out. i'll listen to it whenever you put that out just let me know also pakka pakka done 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 yeah so uh there there's this essential conflict when people start people are starting out in fact i believe it's a bit of misconception that when people are starting out 
they think that i just need to have an idea and then go mm. around to pitch my idea to the investors to seek funding mm. and then start it out okay yeah what yeah. is your mm. point on it bootstrapping versus seeking funding in the initial phase i have my own thoughts on it but let's start with yours so see today uh, i i would say that uh, new entrepreneurs so so there are two classes of entrepreneurs that i would say mm. one are new entrepreneurs and the second class is seasoned entrepreneurs seasoned so new entrepreneurs i'd put me and you into the new entrepreneurs category they are doing it for the first or second time right seasoned entrepreneurs are who have had major successes like say sachin mansal mm-hmm. benny mansal kunal shah mm-hmm. or he yeah. so what happens is that in the new most of the times seasoned entrepreneurs are shown that kunal mm-hmm. shah's cred has just raised uh, 100 million dollars right mm-hmm. and he has not even launched the product he raised funding 100 million dollars before even launching the product Hmm. right so a lot of new entrepreneurs they get influenced by that that we can also raise funding uh, on our idea uh, without uh, validating the idea just on, just on the idea i'm not telling that they are not able to think of good ideas it's possible that their idea is even better than kunal shah's idea yeah. but the problem is that investors will not trust you you are not seasoned yet you have not yet proven that i can create companies i can sell companies i can create business models So mm-hmm. to do that initially you'll have to put that extra work and that extra work will be to go out there in the market probably launch your mvp get a basic traction so that mm-hmm. the investor knows that this okay you you can build this and then he puts in money once mm-hmm. you become seasoned it becomes easier for example for me to raise an angel investment for entlen will be much easier compared to raising an angel investment for uh, zoop because i was completely new at that time and today i can okay. pitch that okay i have created this company i have sold this company mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's yeah. the difference so it's not yeah. about whether you can think about good ideas or not it's about your have you proved your metal into the game right and another important point i believe is important that i would like to add is when we are just starting out a firm and uh, even yeah. if we are seeing small amount of traction and then we go yeah. out to seek funding Correct. essentially our uh, you know the amount of valuation that our firm would have will not be mm. enormous will not be yeah. much and that mm. way the angel investor might might mm. not even might he is more likely to take a lot of stake in your firm by yeah. having mm. a very less amount of valuation and then Correct. eventually you would feel at a later point that i was chasing investment too early and now i have a lot of stakes that i have gone to the investors wherein i could have just bootstrapped it a bit further to have a bigger yeah. uh, valuation and then give some stake to others for a big amount while retaining the major correct. stakes for my own self was i able True, to put absolutely. that correctly yeah yeah so the earlier you raise funding the hmm. the lower will be your power to negotiate because you exactly. have you you are at, at an earlier stage and the more uh, advanced you become the more the more prog- the more progress you make the higher yeah. your negotiation power for your valuation will be hmm. so it's always good to find that sweet spot that okay now this is the model i have i am making revenue hmm. and now i have the power that okay i can negotiate hmm. absolutely right on that yeah. right and in fact like in today's date you could be starting out a big on a big plan with minimum investment mm. and just keep uh, mm. adding layers to it because digital marketing is easy setting up online stores Correct. is uh, n- not cost eff- it's cost efficient yeah. it's all easy Correct. you don't have to go big you don't have to go all in at once 
keep experimenting your idea keep researching Correct. researching is no big Correct. deal just put a, make a yeah. survey monkey form put out your surveys to the people gain Correct. some Correct. Uh, knowledge and, and it's easy to yeah. bootstrap your business in today's era so people i don't believe people should be seeking out funding at a very early stage and I, i believe you are on the same page as well yeah i i believe bootstrapping is a must is a must no matter how good your idea is hmm. always put your money into it you'll get more feel for the idea once you hmm. put that in right hmm. yeah right so uh, we were discussing this quick uh, pay tm versus phone pay case study hmm. so okay like uh, we most people when starting out have uh, this they feel short feel this shortcoming that there is a big player in this field already who is established Correct. and who is well reputed Correct. and now i'm coming to mm. compete with him how am i going mm. to compete against this giant mammoth he is going to sure. eat me alive right Correct. so yeah. in this for this there is uh, i i follow patrick beddevit and i learned something amazing about beating a giant so what okay. happens is uh we'll just correlate with phone pay and paytm and i would love PTM, to hear yeah. your points on it as well so yeah. paytm was this giant mammoth and once it be- mm. once a person becomes a giant mammoth a company becomes big they do not hustle right. as much as the people who have nothing to lose food so they have a lot of things to lose they even True. some experiments in their existing business model would become very difficult for them then for the person who is just starting out they can experiment a lot they don't have much to lose so phone pay did what they just identified something that lagged in the model of paytm and that was PTM. being able to make quick payments so paytm became reluctant yeah. in the in their user mm-hmm. interface of the application it took about 10 yeah. to 13 seconds to you know make the payment uh, across yeah. and the second point was paytm was the wallet and the bank connection that had some right. money involved in it phone pay right. wanted to top become the wallet exactly it was on top of the wallet yeah. and when you have to put it into the bank or through the bank you had to go through certain amount of transaction fee right. phone pay identified these two things first they yeah. did the user interface they worked on the user inter- interface and second they came up with upi where there was no bank yeah. transfer fee and then uh, the, the best thing about them was now what a person would do initially they know that it's going to work it's something nice mm. and just like you guys did just like most people have to do people have to experience mm. your product and for them to experience your product you have to give them some goodies you have to give them something right. for free for which they would be willing to experience a product so i got right. uh, uh, offers from kfc i got i would get offers from mcdonalds when paying yeah. through phone pay i would get free burgers mm-hmm. so i was happy right. to experience their application yeah. I, i downloaded it and i right. made the payment and the moment i made the payment rajat it went through mm-hmm. in less than 5 seconds and i loved it the next time yeah. guess what i would be using when i go to a uh, uh, to a store which has both phone pay yeah. and paytm even if i get nothing mm. what would i use i would be using something that takes me lesser time that's easy for me to use correct and correct. leveraging this this phone pay was able to compete against such a giant mammoth so people don't have True. to be discouraged for the fact that i cannot compete mm. against them right yeah you you uh, you said a beautiful point that as 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 a giant 
like the level of hustle that you do is inversely proportional to how big you are so the more exactly. big you become the the less your hustle becomes so paytm was reluctant to bring in upi in the first place mm. they were like we are dependent on our wallet model and let us do mm. our wallet model mm. and phone pay was hustling and they were giving offers left and right and that's that's what mm. true hustling is right Dang. and phone pay was uh, paytm was reluctant because they were too big to think that uh, upi was uh, yeah uh, any any significant thing in the market right right so uh, great thing and you would uh, uh, an interesting point here that when upi was launched so we were working for upi mm. and there were companies like uh, oyo who were mm. at that point in time uh, so we we were one of the first batches of company which implemented upi we were at a, we were in digital payment startup that back then so we implemented yeah. upi into our payments and at that point in time we came across certain deals where company big companies like oyo they were looking for uh companies who had implemented upi to acquire them because they were finding it difficult to implement it and when we heard about that we were like how is that possible it's so easy to implement and mm-hmm. we did it in just a month and how is that they are not able to do it that's mm-hmm. what exactly the point is we understood it later that the more big you become mm-hmm. even smaller changes takes time it takes a lot right. of uh, twisting and turning so that's right. important that that's that's yeah you should keep that in mind Hundred percent. Everyone should keep that in mind. That if they believe in, in mind, some yeah. idea, and if they're able to tweak some idea of the, uh, the, there's always shortcomings in the. So like there is the uh, early mover advantage, and then there is also the last mover advantage. You can identify what were the flaws the in the person yeah. who took the advantage first. What are the changes that, that would be hard for them to make, and then you can as well that implement it. all the changes and then rise. True. Yeah, everyone absolutely. can yeah. uh, you know take off from any point if only they believe from in any point. what they try 100% correct 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 this is the most irrelevant uh, thing that entrepreneurs say when they tell when they when they tell people that there's already a big player in the market how are we going to compete against them exactly my there point there are always multiple companies in the market yeah exactly so like uh, we were taking an example of paytm which is such a giant it's PTM, among yeah. the top 5 most biggest giants in india who have recently started up yeah, and the most funded fintech company in the world paytm exactly and yeah exactly and people would just be hindered by the uh, competitors who are within the city itself like this person right. has the most uh, traction this person is already established how would i go ahead True. and compete with them that's nothing in right. comparison to phone pay competing against paytm right just right. identify right. the right. points that they are lacking in uh, it could be hmm. customer service like i have seen a lot of big giants at least locally or who aren't as big as paytm they wouldn't right so effectively focus on their customer service part so you could be better at hmm. customer service the user interface there are so many loopholes that a giant would leave behind that you could consider and people Fill would in, love yeah. you more than them true absolutely on on you with it rajat it was a great conversation i have been loving it throughout and i would wanna keep talking with you but we would have to end up with a fast five round for you wherein you sure, have to sure. answer it in one line or two lines and okay. uh, so here goes the question number 1 yeah rajat what is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love uh so i i i keep watching 
uh, I, I keep surfing Google. I don't know why, but I keep surfing mm-hmm. Google a lot, searching irrelevant things about uh, uh, about anything. I, that that's a habit for many, but that's for me. And I, I spend a lot of time. I don't know. It's unusual uh, for me. Even if I have a lot of work, I keep searching Google for irrelevant things. And these could be extremely irrelevant, like topics about humans and about space and about uh, anything irrelevant. So I think that's one unusual thing of me that I keep doing. And people don't, no, no, no. They, they think that I'm very efficient, but still I, I do indulge in such activities. I, I, I don't think it's unusual. It's just your curiosity that you need to feed you constantly. It, yeah. And uh, it. It, we might feel like uh, it's irrelevant at the moment, but the dots would Got eventually it. connect in ways we could not fathom. Hopefully, yes, correct. Yes, hopefully, yes. So, yeah, question correct. number two, Rajat. What advice would you give to a smart-driven college student who's about to enter the real world? And what advice should they ignore? Never stop learning. Never stop learning is the one advice that I'll give to anyone, anyone. Especially people who just go out of college because they think that the learning part is over. Now is the part to start earning. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the wrong part. Uh, that the 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 advice that i'd say that they should ignore is stop focusing uh, too much too much on saving stop focusing mm-hmm. too much on saving saving is overrated when you are young try mm-hmm. to invest on yourself as much as you want to try to invest on your passion and it's you, when you are young you have to learn and you learn the best by gaining experiences and to gain experiences you'll have to spend like right. saving will take you nowhere you won't mm-hmm. become a millionaire by saving Mm. Yeah. Again, let's just touch up on this point. So people have yeah. a lot. Then again, this message is being put out and being uh, received in the wrong light. You have to mm. uh, not just recklessly save from everything, but essential. Yeah. Be essential about the things you are spending for. If something brings you Correct. value, something makes your life easier. Something makes you more productive. Correct. Saving from it won't help. It's not the right thing. Won't to do. help. True, right. true, true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Saving, saving in the sense, recklessly spending for new shoes, for new sneakers, for new clothes, and everything. Save there, but uh, for the Correct. rest of the aspect, keep improvising on the kind of lifestyle that you have, as in for the Correct. things that make you productive and everything. Right. Correct. The things which makes you feel good, which you have a passion for, it's okay to spend on them because they'll exactly. give you experience. Exactly. Right? So other things can wait. Exactly. Yeah. So saving consciously, not just saving with a you know scarcity mindset. Save it. Not within... yeah, not the scarcity mindset. Yeah. Mindset. Yeah. Do so, not co- do that. That I'll yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Please, 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 please complete. I would love to hear you. Just the point that do not do that. That uh, let me save. Uh, start saving right now because at thirty-five I want to do this. You never mm-hmm. know till thirty-five. There, there comes a recession and all your savings is gone. So you better use right. it right, uh, right, right. on the right things at the right time. On the right things at the right time is important, not on, on the things, on the right things. Yeah. And then savings is very initial phase of you accumulating your wealth. Just about right. just in time after you've accumulated about six months of savings, you need to keep putting yeah. out the money into vehicles that would make it grow, like invest it in. Grow. Uh, in startups, no, not in startups. That's for a later phase. Invest it in equities. Right. Invest it in the right yeah. places. Be knowledgeable about right. it. So, are you into right. investing? Just a question out of the trajectory. Into I am not into market? investing right now. And so, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I am not into investing. I have, I'm, I have, I do not have a lot of knowledge 
when it comes to that field mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the bankers they manage it for me but uh, mm-hmm. i prefer to keep it bare minimum because i don't know rent probably at some point in time i will yeah. try to know about mm-hmm. no yes absolutely so i yeah. we you understand you really understand and we understand that if we are not knowledgeable about something we cannot be putting yeah. money into it because yeah. growing money is important but not losing money is also very important correct 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 true absolutely absolutely so question number 4 now this would be question number 3 one thing that true. people get wrong about entrepreneurship uh, that it's about raising a lot of funding it's about keep raising funding hmm. this is the most wrong aspect of entrepreneurship that is there because whatever news 80% of the news about startups today in your story and everything is about startups raising funds hmm. so that's right. the wrong perception yeah hmm. they should put more news about how the business model is how are they earning how much are they losing what's the future aspect of it so they are not putting that out so hmm. constantly raising funding is the wrong aspect that an entrepreneur is associated with Right. Love the answer. Yeah. Question number fourth, Rajat. If there is, if you could make one law that everyone in the world had to follow, what would that be? Hmm. One law that everyone in the world had to follow. Yeah. That this this would this is uh, quite. Uh, see, if everyone follows the same law, it will again become a chaos. But uh, hmm. uh, I would say that if. everyone i would like to uh, you could step out of like the shoes probably, of entrepreneurship yeah, and into the fitness part as well i'm trying to step out of that and uh, i think every law one law that uh, uh, everyone should follow i i don't think if it's a law but everyone should be taught about empathy about understanding other person's point of view before taking action because a lot of people don't do it and it leads mm. most of the conflicts in the world is because of lack of that 100% if people are taught about answer. what empathy is so that would have that would be create a better world empathy 100% that's yeah, absolutely correct. on point that's such a good point you've made there last yes. question of the fast five what has been your biggest learning in the last 12 months uh Losing money is not so bad. This is this has been my biggest learning that losing money is not so bad that people perceive it to be that oh my god you have mm. lost money it means that mm. you are now lost. So uh, at the end of the day you'll have to realize that money is a human made uh, concept mm. which is there to fulfill the current economic system. It it mm. just keeps flowing. Someday mm. sometime it's with you sometimes it will flow to the other person. Mm. But if you know if you try to learn that fluid you can bring it to yourself again so exactly more than losing money learn about how to bring keep that it flow to yourself hmm. keep it flowing yeah keep that Great. flow learn awesome. how to get that flow to yourself yeah awesome rajat so the last insightful one question when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or have lost yeah. your focus temporarily what do you do hmm. or what conversation uh, do you have with yourself so uh, i had actually uh, faced this situation just pretty recently you would have seen i have uh, shut off my social media and mm. i'm i'm not active on it, it anymore yeah and yeah and that was because i felt that i am becoming unfocused from a lot of mm. activities mm. and uh, 
social media was taking a major part of my time not browsing social media but constantly thinking that to put this out or to edit this or to reply to the people or to reply mm. to the dms it was taking a lot of time so i just mm. decided so usually when i become unfocused i try to figure out the activities that i can cut off immediately mm. uh, from my life mm. uh, even if it's for a short period i cut it off and then focus on just a small number of things that i so you essentially go through the route of essentialism okay so what's bothering me what's not important let me just uh, cut right. it out of my life and focus on what would make me feel better right correct 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 so there's this term called pareto's principle the 80/20 rule tell so me about it i i, I 80/20 so rule yeah like, yeah yeah it's, it's a beautiful uh, concept and it works it, it actually implements in most part of the life it, it says mm-hmm. that 80% of the uh, thing so i'll, I'll presented from uh, the time in your life that you spend so 80% of the daily time utilization is actually done by just 20% of the activities mm-hmm. so if you can figure out those 20% activities that are taking the 80% of your time you can give the remaining 80% of your time to the uh, to a whole lot of activities so to right. figure that out is right task, it's important yeah. yeah this 80 20 principle is really amazing it uh, it's really amazing like it says that the 20% of your things would be responsible mm. for the 80% of your results so the 80 20 principle true. applies to a lot of things right and i lot definitely of things, lot of things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so there's also a book that's kept right into my bookshelf the 80 20 principle by richard coach he was the one who okay. first yeah so yeah incredible book incredible learnings and uh, definitely so rajat it was a very good a very insightful a very fun conversation with you Thank and you i you definitely look forward to hearing from you having more episodes with you about anything related to entrepreneurship or anything oh, so absolutely. looking forward to it i, I loved it again i i loved it with you and uh, the good part is a lot of uh, Uh, points that we think about are we we think alike alike on a lot of points right really right created, yeah right long discussions on same points so yeah uh, really happy here and did not am- anticipate it would be so much fun but uh, yeah again great this, this was keep, this keep was a mentally it. stimulating conversation between us and i really uh, loved i appreciate that you took out the time i really actually like meeting you and uh, getting the hang of the thought process that you have and i feel that a lot of my thought processes have been validated after having this conversation yeah. with you so right. all right rajat please tell anyone who wants to reach out to you for you know entrepreneurship advice for uh, being a member of entlen for getting support from you in any way while they are budding yeah. entrepreneurs or they are trying to start up how can people reach out Tell to you so i am not active on social media right now otherwise my mm. instagram was the most accessible thing so mm. uh, you can reach out to me on my email i make sure that i reply to each and every email that i get uh, so mm. my email id is rajat@zup.today so rajat@zup.today so you can reach out to me i'll reply to you within a day within within, within two days and i reply to each email So that's nice Rajat. I will also link down all your Instagram handles, all your social media handles in the link below with the yeah. podcast whether it's on Spotify, it's in YouTube, Apple iTunes, 
wherever it is i'll just ensure that you people can reach out to you on your social media platforms follow you keep learning from you so everyone please go ahead and follow rajat yadav he posts incredible content he is putting out value into the world he's trying to help other people through his experience that he had from his failures from his best uh, ventures and everything so stay in the loop take care everyone and uh, it was nice having you on the show rajat thank you so much for listening to the podcast till the end if you'd like to listen to more episodes of the 20 show make sure you hit the subscribe button to get notified and if you think i've been able to add some value please hit the like button and share it with your friends and family because that will absolutely mean the world to me i'll catch you in the next episode of the 20 show till then stay safe and keep thriving